You know, I'm pushing my basket and I'm just looking and watching. And I just hear the Lord say, look up. And I looked up and there was a young lady passing by and there was a man in line and, you know, his wife. And the Lord just said, watch. And I just kind of stopped planting my basket. And, you know, he was trying to look without moving his head. I said, deliver him, Jesus. Trying to make sure his wife didn't kind of see where he was going. Amen. We need to, because, you know, you're trying to do right. Paul said, the good I would do, I do it not. Why? Because evil is what? Always present. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he should be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come worship with us. Enter the nomination of faith, church of the living God. 1279 Pickin' Road, Leesville, Louisiana. Where God is first and people are always. Welcome to the Living Your Destiny broadcast with Dr. John Barton, bringing you the Word of God with simplicity and revelation. Now, let's join Dr. Barton for today's message. I want you to understand in the New Testament, Jesus Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ, there's a significance to the word Christ. The word Christ is the Greek word for Christo, which means simply anointed one. So when we say Jesus Christ, we're saying Jesus, the anointed one. Are you listening? Say amen. So of all the titles, of all the AKAs that we know about Jesus, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, I'm the good shepherd, I watch over your soul. I'm your peace, I'm the prince of peace. Of all the AKAs, of all the names that we can call Jesus, Christ is very significant as well. He is the Messiah, he's the Redeemer. But there's something about that name Christ that we need to get a clear understanding about if we're going to break through. Christ means the anointed one. Anyone that bears the name of Christ, anyone that bears the name of Christ, and we associate a lot of things with Christ. How many of you know that Jesus is love? So if you bear the name of Christ, you ought to be walking in love. Now come on now with your mean self. Come on, come on. Come on, you got to get rid of that mean attitude. 2013 is your year to stop being mean. Tell somebody say, I won't be mean in 2013. I've never seen a bunch of hateful people in church in all my life. All right, let me just say that. Uh, there's a lot of names associated with Christ. So if, if you bear the name of Christ, you're going to walk in love. If you bear the name of Christ, you're going to walk in peace. You're going to become a peacemaker, amen? You're not going to be the author of confusion. You're not going to be spreading lies and gossip about people. You bear the name of Christ. I, I, I bear the name of Christ. We are Christians. Now, when we look at the name Christian, can I talk to you? Can I just tell you, just be myself? I'm just going to flow. When we say the name Christian, we limit Christian, and we say, well, Christian means to be Christ-like. But we got to go deeper, people. And that's good that you understand that Christian means to be Christ-like. That's good. But I want you to understand, in that, in that word Christian, there is Christ. Which means what? The anointed one. 
So if I bear the name of Christ, if I am a Christian, that means that I have to have some anointing on my life. Oh, am I in the right place today? I have to have the anointing. You, you see, the, the anointing cannot just be limited to what's on this platform here. That's why many churches are limited. It's because they're relying upon one man to do all the work. They're not tapping into their individual anointings and bringing it together for a corporate anointing to have greater effectiveness. How many of you say you're Christians? You have some kind of anointing on your life. Are you listening to say amen? amen? Now, if you have the anointing on your life, we need to understand what the anointing does. What is the purpose of the anointing? The purpose of the anointing is not to make you look good. The purpose of the anointing is not to make you sound good. It's not to make you, amen, the object or, 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 or you know, the, the, the object of everyone's attention. No, there's a purpose for the anointing, the purpose of the anointing. Jesus made a remarkable statement in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel, to proclaim, to proclaim the gospel. The gospel, and we, we studied, I know New Kingdom has studied, we've been through series and we've been through studies that the gospel that Jesus preached was the gospel of what? The gospel of the kingdom. That was the gospel that Jesus preached. Of all the things that Jesus began to preach, he preached the gospel of the kingdom. So he said, I, I came to preach, I'm anointed to preach. I'm anointed to preach the gospel. Not only that, but I'm anointed to heal the brokenhearted. I'm anointed to set the captives free. So Jesus understood if the Spirit of God is upon me, he's, his anointing is upon me. I'm the anointed one. Jesus, the only person had the anointing without measure. There's something that God, the Father, wants me to do with this anointing. Free people. Set captives free. My God, my God. My God, my God. Everything Jesus preached... Everything Jesus taught was liberating. As a matter of fact, he rebuked the Pharisees and the Sadducees for keeping people in bondage. That's why, can I tell you something? It does matter where you go to church. It does matter. Yes, it does matter who you're listening to because there's a lot of preaching that's going on that is not in alignment with Luke chapter 4, verse 18. They're not liberating messages. They're messages that keep your sin conscious. There are messages that's always reminding you that you're just a dirty rag. You're just, your righteousness is a filthy rag. You're all going to hell. You don't get your life right, you're going to hell, all of you. Well, you know, there's no freedom in that. This year, this year, listen to me. This year, this year, you're going to have to change who's been teaching you. You're going to have to change the kind of teaching you've been getting if you're going to operate in breakthrough, if you're going to operate in true liberation. God's, amen, design and plan for you is not to keep you in bondage. 
and all this law, scriptures, and law-minded preaching, amen, it's going to keep you in bondage. We're not supposed to be pushing law. We're supposed to be pushing grace. And grace is not licensed to sin. Grace is licensed to be free from sin. But if you sin, we have an advocate with the Father. His name is Jesus. He's already paid the price, and all you have to do is come to him, and he'll pick you up. Are oh, you listening? Liberation. Somebody say liberation. liberation. Bump your neighbor and say, this is my year for liberation. No more law teaching. No more teaching to keep me sin conscious. No more teaching to tell me how ugly and nasty and defeated I am. No, I want teaching that's going to show me who Jesus is. Show me who Jesus is. Because when you show me who Jesus is, he, you'll show me what he did for me. And let me tell you, what he did for me, hell cannot stop me. Death cannot stop me. My past cannot stop me. Glory to God. So that's under the anointing. Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Look at that aspect of this anointing. Who went about what? Who went about what? Doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Notice in Jesus' ministry, he was always delivering people. His compassion, his compassion kicked in. He just delivered people. If they were hungry, he fed them. Come on. If they were dead, he resurrected them. He interrupted many funerals. Just touched the coffin. Talitha Kuma, young girl arose, walked on with his ministry. Come on. It's not the will of God for you to be in bondage. It's not the will of God for you to be dead, have dead lives, have dead, amen, dead thinking. You're supposed to be alive in Christ. If any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in the anointed one, if any man be in his anointing, he is a what? Oh, a new creature means you've never existed before. Everything people are saying about you may be true in the natural, but when the blood got on it. When the blood gets on your paths, God says, I have no recollection. Come on, that's the only time God has amnesia is when it comes to your sins that have been forgiven. But come on, somebody, you ought to be excited about that. His ministry was, he, he went around doing good, healing people, delivering people. Amen. His friend Lazarus, he cried when Lazarus was dead, not because he couldn't do anything, just because of his relationship with Lazarus. Why did, why did he believe me? Why did he have to go out like this? You, you know, you know Lazarus, I wasn't going to let you go out like that. He went to Lazarus' funeral, and he said, Lazarus, come forth. Now, the old Baptist preacher used to say, you know, he said Lazarus three times. <laughs> On the first time, Lazarus. On the second time, Lazarus. On the third time, Lazarus. He didn't say that. Y'all heard that. Y'all heard that before. All, all he has to do is speak once. One word from God. And you're coming out. One word from God. And everything that's binding you is going to have to loose you. One word. Sit 
centurion came to him and said, my servant lies at home, he's sick. He's sick. Glory to God. Come to my house. Come to my house. Or, or, or Jesus, Jesus wanted to go to his house. Jesus said, okay, just take me to your house. Let me go heal him. The, the, the centurion said, oh, hold up. Wait a minute. Mm-mm. No, don't, don't come to my house. Uh, of all the houses you've been to, Jesus, you don't want to come to my house. Because <laughs> if you come to this house, you mean you're not going to come back. He, don't come to this house. He said, I tell you what, I've been hearing something about a word that you speak. You got something called uh, speak the word. You got a word ministry. You have an authority. See, I'm a man of authority. I tell one person to do this. They do it. I tell them don't do that. They don't do it. That's how many of you know that's authority? Yeah, but I realize that you are the greater authority. So you don't even have to come to my house. Just speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. There were two times that Jesus marveled. This is one of the times that Jesus marveled because he saw great faith. He saw faith that he didn't even see among his own people. Sometimes people that are less churchy have more faith than those that come to church. You know why? Because they're not filled with doctrine. They're not filled with all this tradition and all these man rules and regulations and baptism and washing your hands and communions and who drinks the first cup, who, who sits on the, on the left side, who sits on the right side. No, 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 that. They just know that you have the word of life. Watch this. I'm going to show you how awesome his word is and how anointed his word is. See, when you speak God's word, when you speak and decree God's word, that word is not limited to the atmosphere that you're a part of in the natural. That word can reach other places, even without your physical body being there. The word of God is so powerful. It is so supernatural. That word, glory to God, when, see, right now, I can speak a word to the city of Lafayette, and something is going to happen in this city. I don't have to walk on the street. I can just send the word. And that's exactly what Jesus demonstrated. I don't have to be in a place physically in order for my anointing to operate. All I got to do is release my word, speak my word, and something is going I'm about to kick something up in here. I might kick a drum or something. Touch your neighbor and say, something is about to happen. <laughs> With Lazarus, Jesus didn't go in the tomb. He just said, Lazarus, come forth. Showing you people of God, 